Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. God bless everyone this morning. Happy New Year, CWC Bay Area. Happy New Year to those of you online as well. It is so good to have you in the house of God. How many of you are glad to know that you made it through 2020? That 2020 didn't defeat you, that you made it, that you are still here. I'm going to have you stand to your feet. Let's get into the word this morning. This year, God just deposited in my heart as I, you know, every year I read through the Bible and take time to read, read the word and make sure I go from Genesis to, to Revelation. And I want to invite you this year. Not only are we doing the 21 day fast, not only are we doing the, uh, the um, seven nights of prayer that are starting tonight as well. I want to invite you to join me in this journey of reading through the word in a year. Uh, it's called Life Journal. And if you have the Bible app or you can go to our church app on your, on your uh, smartphone, you just go to our CWC Bay Area uh, app. You open it up. On the very bottom of it, it has a, a section where it says to read or start plan or reading plan. Hit that and it'll give you scriptures to read on a daily basis. If you stay up with that throughout the year, by the time the year's over, you'll read through the Bible, through the Old Testament once and through the New Testament twice. And so you, you're going to have gone through the Bible. And what you do is after you read, you find one scripture that speaks to your heart. One scripture that challenges you. And then you write on it with the acrostic soap. And S stands for scripture. You write down the scripture word for word. O stands for observation. What is God saying? Don't use a, a, a commentary. What's God telling you that word is saying? And then application. How are you going to be different because of what you just read? And then you close it out with a prayer. It doesn't have to be long. But all you do is on a daily basis, you focus in on something on the word that challenges your heart so that you can get better. And if you do this, by the time the year's over, you're going to be 365% better in your walk with God because on a daily basis, you change 1%. Oh, come on. Put your hands together. Say amen. So I want to invite you to join us in this this journey. I've been doing this for over 20 years. And it's just, there's so many Bible plans and devotionals I've done over the years. But this is the one that helps me the most. I don't know if it'll help you, but I know it's helped me. So I want to invite you to join us on this. Hebrews chapter 12, as I was reading toward the end of the year, I I read in, in Hebrews. And Hebrews 12, 27 says this. This means all creation will be shaken. Come on, somebody say amen. How many of you know we've gone through some shaking recently? How many of you know that some things have been shaken up recently? That means that all creation will be shaken and removed so that only unshakable, someone say unshakable, unshakable things will remain. Bow your heads as we pray. Father, help in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated this morning. How many know that 2020 was a year of shaking? Let me ask that again, because some of you don't seem to be responding right now, which means you're ready for a little more uh, struggle. How many know 2020 was a year of shaking? Right? 
We, we've seen our economy shaken. We found our security shaken, our invincibility shaken. Things we thought could never be shaken have been shaken. Families, we saw marriages shaken. We saw, uh, we saw the entertainment industry shaken. Hollywood shut down. We saw theaters no longer filled with people. We saw even malls empty. The, you know, NFL, we go, go into stadiums and stadiums are empty. You go into the NBA stadiums are empty. Things have changed because there was a shaking that took place. We see churches online. We see educational systems shut down as well. I never thought that we'd see the San Jose campus shut down, meeting out of school. I'm so grateful that over 12 years ago that we took over this campus because otherwise we wouldn't have had a place to have church. Come on, somebody say amen. I always wondered why we ended up in Milpitas, but if we didn't have this building, we wouldn't have a place to operate from. We'd be having church in my living room right now. That would have been comfortable, but still, it would. But if things were shaking. Families were shaking, man. Businesses were shaking. Places we never thought would go through a crisis went through something. Some of you right now at home, you're still going through a shaking. Everything we held as foundationable was shaken by something we could not see. Couldn't see this virus. Unless you had a microscope, you, hadn't, you didn't have the ability to identify it. All you saw was symptoms of this unseen thing. I want you to know that everything we see in the natural has been founded and established by what we don't see in the supernatural. Everything that we see in the natural has been framed by a spiritual reality. So I need you to understand that even if you don't see it in the natural, I want you to know that if you believe it, if you hold on to it, you have the ability to call out those things that aren't as if they are. That's what the essence of faith is all about. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. How can you have evidence of something that you can't see? Well, we have a disease right now that we can't see that is affecting people. The reality is we are going through some shaking, but I want you to know that you were created in the image of God. You didn't descend from monkeys. You, you, didn't, you didn't descend from evolution. You are designed and put together in fashion by an almighty God who formed you out of the dust of the ground, blew breath into Adam, and literally shared his DNA with Adam. You were not just created by God, you were created of God. And because you were created of God, we serve a God whose his DNA is unshakable, which means you, by essence, are unshakable as well. Come on, somebody say amen. Say it again, Pastor. You are unshakable. No matter how much things shake around you, you are unshakable. And I need you to understand, CWC, we've seen a lot of individuals go through COVID in our family. Now, I don't mean my personal family, but our family called CWC Bay Area. We've had a lot of people that I know of that have, that have contracted COVID-19, people that have been infected by COVID-19. We've had individuals that we love and we care about get this disease. Yet, in the everything that has taken place, I am so glad to say that our church, CWC Bay Area, has hasn't lost one life to COVID-19. This family, we haven't seen one person pass because of this disease. Now, I know other people have been affected. I know other people have lost loved ones. And I, I'm not minimizing what they're going through. But for this house, for this house, God has protected us. 
God has covered us. And I continue to believe that God's going to do so in the future as well. We cannot, listen to me, just a side note, we cannot allow this disease to destroy our existence. We can't allow it to take us off track in our faith and our belief in God. Most of us have more faith in a, now in this virus than we do in the God that created the world. I need you to understand it's time to get your faith to rise up again. And it doesn't mean you deny the existence of this disease, but it does mean that we will not allow this disease to determine our existence. You were created in the image of God and God is unshakable, which means you're unshakable as well. Listen, I want to ask you a question this morning, just a serious question. How many of you want a move of God? Those of you at home, how many of you really want to experience a move of God? That in 2021, we believe in a move of God. You see, the children of Israel wanted a move of God too. They were in bondage for over 400 years, prayed for deliverance, but they got deliverance, but not the way they expected it. Many of us have prayed for some things and things didn't turn out the way you expected. 2020 did not work out the way I expected it to. 2020 didn't happen the way I expected it to. But there are times that God answers prayers in ways that we don't understand all the time. God moves in ways that we don't always understand. You see, the Israelites, they wanted to come out of Egypt. They wanted to stop being slaves. But when they came out of Egypt, they faced the first thing they did is they faced the sea. After they faced the sea, they faced an army that was chasing them down. Then they get to the other side they face thirst they face hunger they face frustration depression they are so frustrated they thought it would have been better had we just stayed in bondage you see we wanted freedom but they got freedom in the way that they didn't expect you see when you're in bondage you don't have to worry about anything when you're a slave your master takes care of everything but when you're free you got to make your own way. You can't sit back and wait for someone to take care of you. You want freedom, but do you really want freedom? You want a move of God, but do you really want a move of God? Because sometimes moves of God don't happen the way we expect it. You've been praying, God, I want a house. You get the house, but you didn't expect the payment or the taxes that go along with it. The insurance, the upkeep, and all those other things. You got the blessing, but it didn't come the way you expected it. Lord, I want, I want to get married. Father, I, I'm tired of being alone. I want to be married. I want a husband. I want a wife. You get married, but you didn't expect. You got the husband or wife, but you didn't expect the conflict. You didn't expect to be hurt so deeply. You didn't expect to love so deeply, but hurt so deeply at the same time. You wanted a baby. You wanted to start a family. Now you get no sleep. Now that very thing that you prayed for is the thing that you're concerned about. What do I mean? I'm not talking about just when they're a baby. I'm talking about for the rest of your life, parents. You will never sleep another night the rest of your life. Because I don't care how old your kids get. You're always worried about them. When they leave, when they come back, where they're going, what they're doing. You're always concerned about those. Oh, come on, parents, talk to me right now. You wanted the job, but you didn't expect the coworkers that came with the job. Come on, some of you know what I'm talking about. God, I want, please, God, please give me this job. I'd be so grateful if you just give me this job. You get the job, and three weeks later, you want to quit. 
God, I don't know why you gave me this job. Why did you give me this job? God, I blame you for this job. You wanted to get sober, but you didn't expect the loneliness. Because now all the friends that you used to hang out with that partied and got drunk and got high and all, the to- all, all these things, now New Year's comes and you're not a partier, so you don't get invited to the party. Never realize that your sobriety would be the open door to loneliness. The goal for the children of Israel when they came out of Egypt was to have an encounter with God. Moses had had this burning bush experience where he meets God. When he he pulls the children of Israel out of Egypt, God's goal, Moses' goal was, man, I just want to get you to the mountain. I I want you guys to experience what what I have. That's why we preach every week, why Pastor Nick and I preach every week. We come together because we want you to have the experience that we've had. We've had an encounter with God, and we want you to experience that same encounter. We want you to experience that same touch. We want you to experience the same glory of God. Moses had the encounter with the burning bush where where God tells him to go, and that he's going to use him to set his people free. And the whole time when Moses would talk to Pharaoh, he would say, let my people go that they may go worship. Where was worship? At the mountain. Because the mountain symbolized the presence of God. Now, when they came out of Egypt, they get to this mountain. And, and this, I want you to understand, this was the goal. Let's just get to the mountain. If we can get to the mountain, everything will be all right. The Hebrews chapter 12, verse 18 says this. You have not come to a physical mountain, but a place of flaming fire, a darkness, gloom, and whirlwind, as the Israelites did at Sinai. They come to Mount Sinai. They get there. And Moses tells him, listen, y'all, stay right here. God told me to tell you guys just to prepare yourself because in three days, God's going to show himself among you. God's going God's to move. You're going to have the encounter that I had. And so they start preparing themselves. And they look up to the top of the mountain. And they see not light, but darkness. Not sun, but clouds. Not peace, but thundering. Not calm, but shaking. And then verse 19, for they heard an awesome trumpet blast and a voice so beautiful. Y'all responded to me without even reading the word. An awesome trumpet blast and a voice so, so, come on, those of you at home as well, so terrible. I think that's why the writer of Hebrews didn't put his name to the book. Because he responds to the name of God as being, or or the voice of God as being terrible. That when God speaks, have you ever prayed for God to speak to you? Have you ever prayed for an encounter with God? God, show yourself. God, let your presence be made evident. And now God shows up at this mountain. All the children of Israel are gathered around it. And God begins to speak. And as soon as God speaks, his voice was so terrible that they begged God to stop talking. God, stop. I can't handle it. 
God, God, just stop right now. Don't, 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 don't show up anymore. Stop speaking. I can't handle it. Stop speaking into my marriage. Stop speaking into my job. Stop speaking into my life. Stop speaking. God, I can't handle what you're saying right now. This is overwhelming. You see, when the presence of God shows up, it's going to shake some things. When the presence of God shows up, it's going to destroy some things. I heard a preacher one time say that if someone says that the presence of God is in this place and people are still standing, then you have a right to slap him in the face. Because when the true presence of God shows up, no one can stand in his presence. And it's not going to be, oh, how beautiful. Sometimes the presence of God can be terrifying when you realize how holy he is and how dirty we are. God shows up. Listen, I, I want to, they begged him to stop speaking. They wanted an encounter with God, and now they get scared when that encounter happens. Stay with me. Have you ever prayed to get close to God? In fact, let me ask you, in 2020, I, I stood almost in the same place in San Jose, at our San Jose campus, talking with hope about 2020, year of double-double blessing, the year, year of, of, of perfect vision. This is the year. This is going to be the year, decade of dominion. This is going to be it. Let's, let's go. This, everyone was so excited. Best year ever. We always talking about it. Best year ever. How many had best year ever in 2020? Anyone? How about just one? One person had best year ever. Now, some great things happened. Some great things happened in 2020. But I want you to understand something. You prayed to get closer to God in 2020, and God allowed a pandemic. You prayed to get closer to God and instead of God answering your prayer the way you expected, he gave you an opportunity. Now, God didn't cause this pandemic, but he will turn it around to create an opportunity for you to get closer to him. And I don't know about you. Think, think, think very closely. I want you to, as we prepare for 2021, as we're in this new year, church is going to look different. We can't pack the place out anymore at this season. So how does it look for us to obey what God said and go and make disciples of all nations? Do you realize that right now we live in a world that needs Jesus more than ever? That there's never been a season where people are more open to hope. Where people need someone that, that, that brings hope and faith. And right now, your neighbors are even more open to someone just saying, hey, tune in on Facebook Live. Go over to, to YouTube. And you know what? There's going to be a message of hope that you can listen to that will bring you hope, that will bring you purpose, that gives you the opportunity to come to know my God. Make an invitation. Now, there has been no better time than right now for the church to rise up and be the voice of peace, the voice of hope, the voice of encouragement during these troubled times. You prayed to get closer to God instead you got a pandemic God gave you an opportunity to get closer to him instead You see, I used to think You used to always think that, that, that the people that were closest to God Were the ones that had faith for something, prayed, and then received it Right? Look at the hall of faith in, in, in the book of Hebrews You see, Abraham, 
old man, prayed. God gave him a son at that age. Sarah, same thing. Noah, building the ark. You see, all these individuals that, that, that had faith where God did something great, and they were considered heroes of the faith. But as I continue to read the book of Hebrews, I came to the end of chapter 11, and something that I, that I read struck my spirit. I want to share it with you right now, because have you ever prayed for something and you didn't get it? Oh, come on, don't look at me like that. Those of you at home, are, I know you guys are already hitting the fire button right now or a thumbs up <laughs> emoji and so forth. How, how, how many of you have ever prayed for something and didn't get it? Or at least not the way you expected it. You know, when my daughter passed away from leukemia, I prayed, I fasted. I was by her side in the hospital. I, would, I, I believed God. Man, I believed this was going to be a miracle. God was going to get glory because of his healing of my daughter. This was going to be such, we had just planted the church. This was going to be it. This was going to be the, 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 this was going to be the linchpin. This was going to be the, the, the peg that was going to be the foundation of everything that was going to take place here. And she dies. And I didn't feel just like less of a man. I felt like less of a man of God. I went through a season of shutdown where I was thinking, how can I lead a church when I can't even lead my own family? How can I pray for others to be healed when healing didn't even show up in my own house? If my fervent prayer couldn't bring healing in this time, how can I trust God for healing for someone else? It was a season of struggle. Man, I tell you, as I read this, the, the word just it, it blew me away because at the end of all those people receiving their promise, he says this, those, there's been many that have been tortured, those that, had, that, that, that were laughed at and flogged, those that were enchained and imprisoned, those that were put to death by stoning, those that were sawed in two, killed by the sword, and others that were destitute, persecuted and mistreated. He says all these individuals, the world was not worthy of them. They'd gone through some crap. Come on, man, let's talk. I mean, you, you weren't stoned to death, but you've gone through some things. You, you've gone through some, some persecution. You've gone through some depression. You've gone through some sickness. You've gone through some loneliness. And you trusted God, and you still haven't been delivered. What do you do in those moments? I love what verse 39 says. Verse 39 says, these, these are the true heroes of faith. What? <laughs> these are the true heroes of faith. What are you talking about? You just got done listing Abraham. You got done listing all these great men throughout the word of God. And now you're going to tell me that the true heroes are the ones that didn't get what they believed for? He says this, commended for their faith, yet they lived in hope without receiving the fullness of what was promised to them. You see, I need you to understand something today. You, you, you didn't get what you were believing for. You were trusting God for something. You were believing and you didn't get what you were believing for, but you still believe. That's faith. You still believe. 
I didn't get what I was believing for, but I still believe. I'm still holding on. And even if I breathe my last and I don't see the promise of God in my lifetime, I'm still believing it for my children or my children's children and my children's children's children. I'm still going to believe. That's where faith truly steps in. True faith happens when you're able to believe God in spite of the reality you see. 2020 hit with the fury of a hurricane, tsunami, earthquake, and a pandemic all in one. But guess what, baby? You're still standing. Do you hear me? It didn't defeat you. You're still here. You're still alive. You're still well. You're still moving forward. This thing couldn't defeat you. You are the true heroes of faith because you're in church even though a pandemic is still taking place. You're still believing God. You're still trusting God. You're still holding on to God. And you're not going to let go. Why? Because your belief is not in a system. It's in the God of all things. Come on, somebody say amen. See, when God is shaking, when things are shaking, God is speaking. When things are shaking, God is speaking. As I close this morning, I want you to know that shaking has a purpose. Shaking has a purpose. There's a reason you shake a fruit tree. I remember we used to live in Manteca, and there's a lot of almonds or almonds, however, depending on where you're at. And our office used to sit right next to an almond grove. And at harvest time, the whole building would shake. Because they had these machines that would go and grab the trunk of the tree. And the shaker would just begin to... And the whole ground would shake so it would dislodge all the ripe almonds. And almonds. And almonds. All of them would hit the ground. Shaking released so that the tree could reproduce. Many of you right now are going through a season of shaking. But I want you to understand that the shaking that you're going through has a purpose. God allows shaking. Everything, the Bible says, will be shaken. Someone say everything. So that only unshakable things remain you're unshakable your marriage is unshakable your family's unshakable your faith is unshakable your purpose is unshakable see shaking is part of life we all go through shaking and shaking's not all bad it was shaking that opened up the prison doors as Paul and Silas were in there in, in the inner prison. It was shaking that showed up when God's presence showed up to the apostles in the upper room. It was shaking that took place when the prison doors opened. It's shaking that showed up at the mountain when God's presence showed up. When God's presence shows up, shaking happens as well. Don't miss God in the shaking. Don't miss him. See, listen, as I close this morning. There's no such thing as a bad or good year. No such thing as a bad year or a bad season. There, there are bad things that have happened. 
But it's how you look at things and how you perceive things that determine whether something's good or bad. I can look at the death of Christ on the cross of Calvary and say that was bad. But if you live on the other side of the resurrection, it is good. Your perspective has a lot to do. On Good Friday, it was bad. But on Resurrection Sunday, it's perspective. Where are you living right now? If you're still living in 2020, then the perspective's bad. I'm not even living in 2021, baby. I'm living in eternity. I'm trusting God for what it's already done. I'm not living year to year. I'm living in the fact that your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it already is in heaven. Come on, somebody say amen. Listen, 2021 is going to have its own storms. It's going to have its own struggles. But you're going to withstand the storm. 2020 didn't defeat you because you're still standing. You were made for this. You were made for this, for such a time as this. You were designed for this. You were created in the image of God. You didn't come to Mount Sinai, the physical mountain. God's invited you to the heavenly mountain called Mount Zion. Sinai was the encounter with the burning bush. Mount Zion is where you get to experience the Holy Spirit inside you. In Moses' greatness, he never experienced the presence of God in him. He experienced it around him, but never in him. Do you stand to your feet? Hebrews chapter 6 verse 18 says, Thus by two unchangeable things in which we hold, in which it is impossible for God to lie. Let me read that again. Thus by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled to take hold of this hope set before us may be strongly encouraged that we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. Things will shake, but you are unshakable. Not because of who you are, but because of the God inside of you. Before we take communion right now, I want to make sure we take communion right. I want you right now just to search your heart. If you have any unforgiveness towards anyone, you're holding any grudges, any secret sin right now. I just want you to confess right where you are. Let's get rid of it. Let's deal with it. Search your heart. Get things right. Because you can't have communion with God and communion with the enemy at the same time. So, Father, right now, we just pray, Lord, that you would search our hearts, our minds, our spirits. Lord, that if we've done anything to offend you, forgive us. If we're living in a manner that, that offends you, God, forgive us right now in Jesus' name. Lord, cleanse our hearts. Make us brand new. We surrender our lives to you in Jesus' name. The bread represents the body of Christ. His body was broken. 
so that yours could be made whole. And as we take the bread today, I want you to take the bread in faith. There's going to be some things that are going to be shaken and broken this next year. But I want you to understand, because of what Jesus did, those things can be whole again. Take the bread. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you, God. Likewise, he took the cup. The blood, the cup represents the blood of Jesus. And as we take the cup this morning, let's take it in recognition that it's the blood of Jesus that wipes away sin, delivers any bondage. I want you to know you're free today because of what Jesus did. You're free tomorrow and the day after that because of what Jesus has done for you. Take the cup. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we worship you right now. Come on, just lift your hands right where you are. Lord, as we enter in this new year, we do so in faith and hope. Lord, if there's anything attached to us, connected to us, that's not of you, Lord, I pray right now in Jesus' name it would be removed. Lord, shake my life to remove anything that's not of you from me right now. Whatever's connected to me, shake it off in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you right now because I was created in your image. And because of that, I am unshakable in Jesus' name. Everyone says, amen. Amen. Listen, CWC Bay Area, tonight we start prayer at 6 o'clock. Join us online. And also, our, our week of, we have our week of prayer and our 21-day fast that starts today as well. Join us for that. Be part of what God is doing. Amen. Uh, for those of you here, we're going to have you take a seat in the moment. But for those of you online, listen, love God, love people, and let's change the world. God bless you this morning. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cwcbayarea.com.